It's episode 289 of Magic the Amateuring. Holy buckets, we're only 11 episodes away from 300. That's, 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 my brain just exploded. That's, that's a movie. That's, that a movie? 300? Oh, yes it is. Right? For a second I thought mm. I was wrong and it was a different number. <laughs> <laughs> no, they accurately tracked how many people were shirtless and pushed into a hole during that event. Yes. Wait, I thought it was just one man who was pushed into a well. You know what? I don't know. I, off a cliff? It was definitely a hole of some sort. Really? And he definitely was not wearing a shirt. And None of them were. None of them were. Because why would you? I've never seen this movie. I think I saw it. I but, obviously ugh, know the iconic scene. Yeah. It's one of those movies that everyone talks about, talked about so much when it came out. Yeah. And there's been like so many memes that I believe that you could falsify a memory where, in which you think you had seen it. <laughs> I fell asleep during it, as okay, there you go. I am wont to do during any movie where there is excessive long fight scenes. Yep. I go right to bed. So you napped through the entirety of Lord of the Rings? I did nap in Lord of the Rings, yes. Wow, we're going to get some real haters I know, for people this are going to be mad about that, but I don't know what it is. Do you know what? I was talking with a group of people the other day about what movies are better than the books. Yeah. And we were talking about how, honestly, the Lord of the Rings books are sometimes just... So tedious. Yes, I've heard this as well. It's so true. And the thing is, is I read them when I was a teen and I remember loving them. And then like you go back five and like, years ago, maybe I tried to reread food. them and I was just like, this is so dull. <laughs> well, look, you have more stuff to do as an adult. That's true. Some <laughs> of it is really exciting, but it's like one page of exciting for like 15 pages of like descriptions of landscapes or local politics. Yeah. And I don't want to read those. Yeah, that's fair. And you know what? I'd actually love these movies, but... Yeah, so anyways. I, I did fall asleep during one You're of them. listening to a podcast that's about Magic the Gathering and Surprise! not critical analysis of fight scene films. <laughs> um, I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And we're going to talk to you today all about magic. Yeah, actually, especially, that's a big time lie. We're going to well, talk to you mostly about magic <laughs> and sometimes about other things. Uh, we, we've got the pro tour under our belts now. This that's past right. weekend, it happened here in our hometown of Minneapolis. It was pretty great. Yeah, it was I very loved it. exciting. I love to hear and reviews are in people of Minneapolis. It's yes. a fact. It's so charming. It's yeah. so lovely. We have a spoon and a cherry that's the size of a Volkswagen Beetle. How could you not like that? Yeah. You mean the cherry by itself? Because the yeah. spoon is the size of a semi. Yeah. Think about that. <laughs> it feels like Just a philosophical question in the making of like, if you had a, if you had a cherry the size of a Beetle, what... <clears throat> What size, what size the does the spoon need to be? Yeah, semi. Anyways. Yeah, we did. It was great. And uh, we have more info about that coming up in the show. I'm sure you watched it. Or if you didn't watch the whole thing, a little bit. But we're going to give yeah. you all the stuff that you may have missed. And some highlights of uh, all the exciting things that happened during the Pro Tour. That's right. That also feeds into uh, people who are qualified for the World Championship, which is happening at the end of September. Yeah. So we're going to bring you a little bit of talk about what's happening for people who are qualified for the world championship and we're going to talk draft and flavor text theater that's right Woo. but before we do any of that it's a big time thank you <laughs> it's a big time thank you for everybody yeah. who supports us on patreon.com slash mta cast that's right if you are supporting us on patreon.com slash mta cast why did i repeat it just after you said it because you know, repetition is the soul it's of the invention morning. is that a saying <laughs> that sounds like the opposite of a saying <laughs> 
anyways. That's something nobody ever exactly. says. Exactly. Like, how are you going to make something new if all that you're doing <laughs> is the old thing? <laughs> Look, I'm so tired. I'm still not out over pro tour. That's true. The pro tour we're sleeps. St- we're still a little bit pro tour hungover, which is where you only sleep for five hours. Yeah. For four days in a row. Correct. And at the end of it, you're, you don't function. Yep. Well, anyways, what were we saying? I might be on a cloud right now. Thank you to patrons. If you are supporting the show, we so appreciate it. If you are not yet supporting the show, if you've considered supporting the show, head on over there. The summer are very tough months for us. Um, People are out doing other things. Uh, We understand that a lot of people have different, you know, our financial situations change. And sometimes people are like, hey, I can support right now. You know, I've got the five bucks a month or I don't have I don't have it right now. And we want the podcast to be available to you no matter what. Right. Um, So if you're someone who's got the extra five bucks a month right now, consider pitching it our way so that we're able to bring the podcast to everyone. Big thanks to cardkingdom.com slash MTA cast as well. Super cool website. I always go there to buy my cards because they ship so quickly. They're so friendly. They'll include an MTA cast sticker in your order. It's actually a good luck high five sticker now. It's brand new. So if you got the old one, got to catch them all. Get the new one too. They've got a great blog, great people working for them. They're streaming regularly now, which is also pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I got one of their we have their sparring decks now, which yes. are their like little $15 pre-con brawl decks. Tachova. Great. Yeah. Great. A hundred percent worth $15. Oh, absolutely. Because it Somebody was so much hard work fun for you. Exactly. And the deck ran so smoothly. It was like, this is everything I want to do in this deck. It has ramp. It has cycling. It has Tachova to draw me a bunch of cards as I'm playing lands. Oh, beautiful. Wonderful. Great stuff. <laughs> Fart noise. It's time for the top three things in magic you need to know this week, which is not normally the order I say those words. No, it was a little bit of a strange order. Thing number one, the Pro Tour happened. That's right, everyone. It did, and we're going to talk about it in depth in a little bit. Mostly talking about what were people playing and what wild formats. Well, the formats weren't wild. They were constructed. (laughs) They were settled beforehand. If you, <laughs> hey, what if a, you just got there and they're like, it's a grab bag. What format will you knows? be playing? Or you have like a six sided die and mod, like standard modern legacy are written, <laughs> are each written on sides of the die. Yes. And you and your opponent just roll, roll the die and to determine what format you're playing in that match. I love it. Right. You there. have to be ready. Yeah. So you have to have all three decks in your pack. People are like, gosh, dang it. I rolled legacy like 20 times today and I exactly. don't know how to play it. I just wanted to oh. play modern. Marie and Megan spice up the Pro Tour. <laughs> Pro Tour 50th anniversary. Watch That's out. right. It's just going to be a Pro Tour grab bag. Pro Tour grab bag. I'm in. I yeah. mean, like, the pros won't be, but Pro I'll Tour be grab bag is also what we could call our later segment about the Pro Tour, where we're going to cover That's everything. True. Well, who won is the yeah. number one question here. Alan Wu, Ben Hall, and Gregory Orange were champions. That's right. The men from the Midwest. Yeah. I think only Greg is from the Midwest. I think they all are. Really? I thought Ben Hall was, like, Canadian. Yeah, but I'm going to count that. You know what? <laughs> what? What is Canada but a giant Midwest? Yes, yes. I'm sorry, Canada, if you feel insulted by that, but it's a compliment because we want you. That's right. The Midwest is a great place. We live here. Yeah. And all we're saying is that all of you is worthy of a place. Mm-hmm. As Absolutely. Good of a t- with as good of a title as the Midwest. 
<laughs> there was a full thought uh, in there somewhere. They're on Team Hot Sauce Games. Yeah. And uh, Greg Orange actually is a friend of ours. We know him. We've played with him here in the yeah. Minneapolis area. Once upon a time, we knew him before yeah. he... We knew him before, before he, he, he was, was a, wanting, a big Before he was wanting shot. pro Wanting pro tours. We knew the citrus assassin himself, Mr. Gregory Orange, before he was a sparkle in the pro tour's eye. And I said on coverage, it was only a matter of time before he won a pro tour. And I I actually thought that every time I saw him. Because he never did bad. No. He's done done very well multiple times. He was in ninth place once. Yeah. And it was just like... Well, one of these days he's going to win the whole thing, and sure and enough, it's this one. Here we go. So ben Holt, rookie of the year. Yes, absolutely. I think also top top aided one of his Kaladesh. first PTs. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, and where's the shirt that says Meh on it? Yes. And then he, the day of the top eight, I went over and I'm like, "Are you wearing your Meh shirt?" And he's like, "No, I brought a second one, but I didn't want people to think I was wearing the same shirt two days in a row. So today <laughs> I'm wearing my shirt that says No." <laughs> <laughs> Ben Hall, a man who will own two <laughs> shirts that say men on them. Yep, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, and Alan Wu, uh, legacy legacy master uh, for this Pro Tour 2, was yeah. happy to play it after the bannings that Legacy had. So he was really? reinvigorated. Nice. Yeah, so I think that's pretty cool. But more on that later. Thing number two, we know a lot of people who are going to the World Championship now. It's been decided. That's right. It's happening at the end of September. Um, and the way it works is there are different uh, spots for all of the different regions. So you get the top players in each region. You get the Pro Tour winners. Yep, they're in. Yeah. Including all three of these lovely gentlemen. Yep. And then you get some at-large spots who are pros that's like, oh, if you know like all of the people from your geographic region were already set ahead of you, then there's some at-large spots so that if you're still one of the top pros in the world, that you might end up there. And you get your draft master and constructed master, which are kind of calculated throughout that's the right. pro tour season. So our, we, we've known our draft master and our constructed master yes. since the last pro tour. Yeah. Elias Wattsfeld and Matt Severa. So yes. we know they're in. They're a lock. That's and of right. course, all the Pro Tour winners. Matt we Severa, know. what better title is there than Construction Master? I mean, seriously. He's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the teams, the, the yes. top two of the team series. Which is now um, Haruya Latin. Yep. Because they all finished, both of their teams finished super high. One of them yes. ended up in the top four. Yeah. And one of them was like sixth. Yeah. They did excellent. This was their yeah. culture, honestly. They just they crushed they, it. They really crushed it. They crushed it. So and then uh, ultimate, ultimate guard, guard, which has been leading for a while, almost almost lost. Very almost overtaken by Team Channel Fireball. It was a close one. That's right. The finals were played against Martin Yuza, Josh Utterlayton, and Ben Stark from Team Channel Fireball. If they had won the PT, yeah, then CFB they would have. Yeah, the finals of the team series. Yeah. Wow. So close. And. uh what stakes? It was high stakes. Yeah. Uh, which is something I love. Uh, any kind of stake, anytime. You know, medium well. I'm a monster, but I love you it. Are. What can I say? You really are. <laughs> so, yeah, that stuff is exciting. And we'll be coming up uh, in September yeah. in, the, in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada. And it's always a cool tournament because it's yeah. like the best players. And, of course, the finals of the team series. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to be playing... I. I'm pretty sure they're going to be doing Guilds of Ravnica. Wow. Yeah. Preview. Like before. Yeah. <gasps> the the, spo- the full spoiler will be out, <gasps> but nobody will have done it yet. Wow. Yeah. Exciting. I know. I'm stoked. Oh, uh, 
Last, we've got some upcoming events. Yes. Like we said, the World Championship is coming at the end of September. But before that, uh, first weekend of September, we've got Team Unified Modern in Detroit. We know so many people who are excited to go play this. I mean, Modern is everybody's favorite format, and everybody's other favorite format is teams. So why don't we just jam them together and have a good time? That's right. You... And April, we're very excited to go until I ruined your dreams. I'm a monster. We were going to win the whole thing. If you ever want to know who's a monster, we all know April's a monster, but now I'm also a monster. April just destroy your land. Yeah. April. Number one monster. Number one monster. Yeah. Cube April. Follow her on Twitter. If yep, you're not. yep, yep. And uh, in the coming weekends, we've also got uh, GP's Los Angeles and Providence. Which are not this weekend, but next. Those are both standard Grand Prix. Yeah, we'll see how the standard format is shaping up. Because you know what? We still don't know all that much about it. No, there is some... We'll talk about this in yeah. the Pro Tour section, but we had uh, some new decks. We sure did. One in particular, which we're going to talk about uh, coming up. Ooh. And then, of course, uh, Nationals weekend on the 18th and 19th. And I think like uh, Japanese Nationals... Yeah. Is uh, coming up, and that's usually a big deal. Yeah, yeah. So we'll that that will be covered as well. I know that like Marshall goes to the Seattle office and like covers Japanese nationals from Seattle. I think that's kind of fun. Yeah, Good. yeah. So there's all the cool things happening right now in your magic neighborhood. That's right, everybody. It happened. Wait, we already covered that it happened. We did cover that it happened. Yes. Yes. And the team of Wu, Hull, and Orange were victorious over uh, teams, one of uh, half of CFB's team, use us dark and utter Layton. And this is interesting, too, because that was a, the only team in the whole building that was all Hall of Famers on a team. That's an impressive team. That's pretty good. Yeah. Some got pretty close with two out of three, but yes. this was three out of three. Yeah. You know, all of the... So, three... Three of the four teams in the top four. One of them was just like, yeah. who are these guys? Yeah, the Belgians. Yeah, the Belgians. Everyone was like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Here's some Belgians. What's up, guys? Rich was like, yeah, these Belgians have been on the scene for a long time, at least a couple of them on the team, and yeah. um, have been playing for years, and he's ha- he was happy to see them there, but they all qualified for the Pro Tour via an RPTQ. Oh, that's so cute. And I thought that was great. Like, yeah. we have RPTQers, even though the, they are more than that, but that's how they qualified yeah. in, the top, in the top four, excuse me, with an all you know hall of fame team yeah with an all hall of fame team with the haruya latin team yeah which is just like just like an absurd set of players just incredible we've all been playing for forever marcio carvalho uh tiago saparito and lucas esperber too no 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 he was on the other team. he was on the other one this is carlos romao oh yeah carlos romao yeah well, now people are saying so we'll talk about this more next week but the hall of fame ballots are coming up Yes. And like Carlos Romao, people are now saying like with another top eight under his belt is like very much in contention wow. for that. So like potential future Hall of Famer there. Ooh, cool stuff. Um, yeah. And then all Hall of Famer team. Just like. And the team that took team that took it down, which is all very accomplished players, like younger players to the game, newer yeah. players in the game, but all very accomplished for how long they've been Absolutely. playing. Absolutely, I love um, to see that diversity in the top eight. I think it's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. And I did make a prediction on last week's show. I said the best team in the entire room will win the tournament. Wow. I did say that. You did. And I, you know what? That team is pretty good. Were yeah. they the best overall? I don't know. I would argue that like, if you were just going to go by... The decisions made that weekend? 
Yeah. I mean, obviously, they were the best team for the weekend because they won. Oh, God. I do think that their matchups in the finals were, were like, very Yeah, solid. They, they were. Two, out, two of out of three were very good for them. <clears throat> Correct. Yeah. Which brings us to... The one that was not good for them was Legacy. Let's chat about Legacy for a little while here, which we never do on this. We never do this. Record scratch sound. (laughs) Have you never heard a record scratch in your life? (laughs) You do the sound. Legacy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, wait. You have to try. You have to try. We're going to talk about Legacy. Impossible to make the sound of a record scratch in the human mouth. <laughs> what was mine? Like, yours sounds like a pig and mine sounds like a dolphin. <laughs> what record are you listening to? Oh, I'm you know, listening the sound to of animal pigs, sounds. Pigs and dolphins. Yes. Uh, pigs in the spring. Uh, All right. God. Anyways, so there is not often innovation in legacy. It no. is a format that has been around forever. Yeah, that's its whole deal. Even with recent bannings, right? It's still like you still saw a lot of people on things like death and taxes yeah. that have been around for a long time on Grixis control, which looks a lot like some of the, you know, there's been Grixis in this format for forever. Yes. Um, but but Deathrite Shaman and Gataxian Pro get 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 out of here. That's right. And Josh Utterlayton developed a new legacy deck that according to everyone who played it and all of his teammates is just busted. Yeah. And just, I think a lot of people just yeah. said this is 100% the best deck in the room. Yeah. And uh, it is Death Shadow in Legacy. And his his teammates were just like, you know, how did we get to the to the top eight or to the top four? It's like, well, Josh won every 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 single, every single match, match he played. Yep, he never lost. And the other two of us just managed to not mess it up for him. Yep. Amazing. Yeah. So I believe this deck existed in some form in Legacy. It's obviously a modern deck. We know that. Yeah. And Death Shadow is a modern deck. Yes. Death Shadow modern deck. And uh, he had the idea to add the card that changed the whole thing, Reanimate. Just two copies of Reanimate into the deck. Yeah. And that made it, pushed it over the top, as we say, and made it super, super good. Yeah. Um. So this deck is... You know, there's so like we said, there has been a modern version of Death Shadow, which more involves like the classic, just like I'm gonna like thought seize you a bunch and Inquisition you a bunch. Basically, I'll be a monster and deal damage to myself in the process. That's right. This deck is so cool because it also plays uh, for Delver of Secrets, and that's in part because it has all of like the instant speed uh, deck manipulation. Yeah, it has brainstorm. Brainstorm obs. Yeah. Um, and then it days. has some of the sorcery speed stuff like ponder and preordain um, stuff that you're going to be able to flip your Delver. So you've got that as an attacker also. Um, yeah, it has cards from. Uh, this is funny. It's snuff snuff out. out. This is from one of the conspiracy sets, isn't it? <clears throat> I think or, uh, origin. So it's it's an old card. Yeah. That got a bunch of reprintings. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it says if you control swamp. You may pay four life rather than pay Snuffle's mana cost, which is three to black. Destroy target non-black creature. It can't be regenerated. regenerated. And if you... I think this is so funny because if you have a card that's free in some kind of way or one mana, Legacy's like, put it it. in my deck. Yes. Put it in. And especially in this deck because you're dealing four damage to yourself to get your death shadow out there and be bigger. It's pretty great. 
Yeah. I love it. And uh, reanimate, just to touch on that a little bit more, was so great because sometimes in Legacy, people are doing things like putting their grizzle brand, like Thoughtseize, put your grizzle brand into your graveyard. Yeah. And then you're like, and then I will reanimate it for myself. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for this grizzle brand. And I've also just dealt damage to myself on top of that yeah. to make my death shadow even bigger. Or it's like, oh, you killed my death shadow? Well, like, I'll get it back. Yeah. Great. Okay. This deck is really cool. It is. It is. It also obviously plays Gurmag Anglers. The old Angly. The old 5-5 five, five for one. You know what? <laughs> it's so funny to me. It's so funny to me about Legacy and the one mana spells. They're like, does it cost more than one? I'm not interested in it. No. Goodbye. Ever. Good day. No. Get out of my deck. <laughs> it was it was nice meeting you, but get out of, like literally. But let's literally. Read this. So Death Shadow one mana. Street Wraith you're never casting. You're no. cycling it, so it does not matter. Delver of Secrets one. One. Gurmag one. one. Yeah. Ponder one. one. Preordain one. one. Thoughtseize one. one. Reanimate one. one. Brainstorm one. One. Days zero. Zero. You pick up an yep. island. Force of Will zero. Zero. Snuff out zero. zero. Fatal push one. one. Stubborn denial one. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, okay, so this deck went up against Death and Taxes, yeah. uh, which is one of my favorite legacy decks because it has creatures in it. <laughs> what? You monster. And But I mean, it's totally opposite to my play style, but I do like the fact, I do like creatures. And, uh, yeah. and, and some of them cost two mana. <laughs> Stormforge Mystic costs two mana. Oh my God, get out yeah. of here. And everyone was like, this deck is a terrible matchup because Death and Taxes runs uh, Swords to Plowshares, yeah. which can very easily deal with um, Death Shadow sometimes. Two at once yeah. because of the life gain. Um, so anyway, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah. And it, we just saw this run all over Death and Taxes yeah. twice. It was it was uh, kind of unbelievable. Yeah. The, the wins that it got. Uh, in part because it has, what are these? What's the card in this side? Dread of Night. Dread of Night. So Dread of Night, once again, costs a single black mana. White yep. creatures get minus one, minus one enchantment. Great. At one point, there were three copies of Dread of Night out. But Death and Taxes won through it. That's true. Which that is one was impressive. Kind of insane. Yeah, that's because they had a Phyrexian Revoker. <laughs> oh yeah. Out and ha- put a sword on it. A sword of <laughs> this fire. This little ice. robot is carrying a giant sword. Yeah, that's cute. That's that's the sound of its legs on the ground. Phyrexian Revoker and Skittering Surveyor are hooking up. Hot. Wow. Guns. You heard it here first. Why? Are you spreading that kind of gossip? I'm sorry. I just really spoiled their secret. <laughs> yeah, you did. We're now the TMZ of magic. <laughs> I'm sitting here with like my the latte. TMZ of magic. Then you know Phyrexian Revoker and Skittering Surveyor. We're kind of hooking up at the hottest club. <laughs> anyway, Legacy. Let's talk about modern. Let's. Do you know what? Do you know what we got to watch a lot of this weekend? What? Magic? We got to watch a lot of KCI losing. Yeah. I suppose so. I suppose we did. KCI. Yeah. Look, Ben Stark, obviously an incredible magic player in the Hall of Fame. I don't know that we saw him win a match on camera. Oh, that's too bad. He brought KCI to the uh, table. I think we wa- we watched him. Like There was like one, right? I think he won once on camera. I'm, I'm sure it happened. Uh, well, the, the, that's the, more confident than I am. <laughs> the thing is, yeah, so he picked up the deck for this tournament. He doesn't normally play this deck, um, but kind of as a concession to say this is what well, best believe deck. the best deck in modern. And I think he's not wrong. Um, fantastic choice. It's just like very complicated. Is he? Because 
I think that the best deck in modern is humans. This is the age-old question. And by age, I mean since last week. (laughs) Which is better? Who would win? KCI or humans. And I mean, like, we definitively saw humans win in the semis. Yes. It was kind of a smasher. Yeah, it really was. Um, And then we saw this lose to Hollow One in the finals. That was weird. Yeah, I, I do think... I. Gosh, I feel like KCI has got to have the upper edge on um, on Hollow One, but really, maybe if if uh, it's so, I guess this is kind of I a dumb saw, question. I because saw Ben Hull have nine power in play on turn two. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just Hollow One is so hard to evaluate because if they, because sometimes they can just like have nothing. Sometimes happen. they they whiff, but honestly, so people always say that, right? But it never does. But it doesn't. <laughs> maybe it's only when I play it. <laughs> The number of times I've seen it not whiff is so high. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, very, uh, yeah. I think that it is, I think that Hollow One is more consistent than people believe it to be. What about a deck that's even more consistent than Hollow One, Megan? And this is a Are we new coming kid back around to KCI? No. We've made full <laughs> circle. Oh, that's right. Vengevine. Ooh. This deck I love. Okay, so Vengevine is a level little card which costs two green green and is a hasty 4-3. Yeah. If you play two creature spells, you can get it back from your graveyard to the battlefield in the single turn. Here's the thing. This existed already as a deck in Modern as yeah. red-green Vengevine. Yes. But. It wasn't very good. It was not as good as it needed to be until, no. until. Stitcher Supplier. Stitcher Supplier came of around. all things. Burp, burp, burp. And then somebody was like, what about also Bridge from Below? Ooh. That seems like it would be good, which is a future site card, which doesn't do a single gosh darn thing as enchantment on the battlefield, but does quite a lot out of your graveyard. It's kind of hilarious how it does nothing it on does the nothing. battlefield. Nothing. If, if it is on the battlefield, there are... It says... It, there's nothing. blank. It does not. Well, no it helps your devotion to black. <laughs> that you know is, what? And is an enchantment. You're correct about That's that. That's it. You're not wrong. The end. Okay. So it needs to be in your graveyard. Uh, and if you've got it in your graveyard where it's living because you've discarded it with various cards such as yeah. Faithless Looting or, or what have you. Or put it into your graveyard with just your supplier. Or Insolent Neonate. Yeah. Something like that. Um, you can make zombies and lots and lots of them. So many zombies. Yeah. So this deck is... Uh, Zombs for days. I would argue even more consistent than uh, Hollow One. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and capable of just as powerful starts. We once again saw something crazy like nine power in play at the, you know, like six, six power or something by the first or second turn with this yeah. deck. Um, it was just, it was just kind of unbelievable. So, um, yes, yeah, did your supplier, an, an integral part of this printed an M19. So M19 having an impact here and helping you put three cards into your graveyard Boom, off the bat into play. Boom, when it dies, make yourself some zombies. And turns out, like, even though zombies are just little tutus, man, if you've got a lot of them. If you have enough of them. There was also a version of this, which I really appreciated, which played Greater Gargadon. Yes, yes. Which is the Hasty 10-10 that... Or is it like a nine, ten, nine, or something like that? Ten, nine. It's an absurdly big thing. Whatever. And it has suspend... It has to spend 10 for a single red. So you cast it, you, you play, pay a single red, and it goes into exile with 10 counters on it. Um, and usually you just remove a suspend counter on your upkeep. Uh, but in Greater Gargadon's case, you can sacrifice a permanent to take a counter off of yes. it. So it's stuff where it's like, oh, if they try and, you know, like if they 
cryptic command to like tap all your creatures at the beginning of combat, you can be like, okay, sack this to the Gargadon and like sack this to the Gargadon and like get these things back out of my graveyard or make zombies or whatever. It's, it's also really cool. super important to stop your opponent's creatures from dying in combat. Yeah. Because once one of their creatures goes to the graveyard from the battlefield, you're supposed to exile your bridge from below. Yeah. So you can stop their creatures from, from, uh, from biting being it. able to trade. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think that's super cool. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. And some versions aren't using the Greater Gargadon. Some versions are using yeah. a, a Viscera Seer to do the same thing. Yeah. Um, I talked briefly with one of the people who was playing this deck, and he said he greatly prefers the Greater Gargadon. So, <laughs> um, well, yeah, it remains to be seen. But but if you had this on your bingo square, which, I mean, we did say a new deck makes a splash yeah. modern. Boom. Check it off because this counts. This one is it. I think that's so cool. Pretty great. Another deck that kind of made a little bit of a resurgence in modern at the Pro Tour was Spirits. Ugh. <laughs> What's your problem with Spirits? It's bad. What, what do you mean? Spirits is bad humans. Whoa. I mean, this was true. This is why nobody played it, because you just say it, the same as Merfolk. Oh, so it's, humans is just better. Yeah. But with the addition of another Spirit Lord, you know, like maybe people are like, well, maybe it's just good enough now. No, it's still bad. <laughs> Settled that question. Moving on. But I love it. I love it. You're like little ghost creatures. Look, I understand that people love it. I'm sorry if I'm hurting your feelings so much (laughs) right now. But all that I'm saying is that, like, right, all of these, to me, okay, if you're playing modern because you love it, which so many people do, I've done it. I play turns in modern sometimes because I love playing turns. Yeah. Um, But I'm not. I'm not under the the delusion. Which is what it is. The delusion that turns is a great deck. Sometimes it can be good, but it's not a tier one deck. It's not great. The delusion. The delusion. And my problem is that I feel like so many people who play spirits believe are like. their own delusion? Yeah, believe that it's a great deck. And it's like, no, humans came about because, and it is such a good deck because decks like Merfolk and decks like spirits have been trying to do what humans perfected. Right? Humans come in and they have ways to tax your mana like Thalia. Yeah. They have ways to protect themselves like Kite Sail Freebooter and Meddling Mage. Yeah. Like that pair of Kite Sail Freebooter and Meddling Mage is so absurdly powerful. Yeah. Those two things where it's just like, okay, uh, I Kite Sail you, I look at your hand, I take the best removal spell right now out of it, or the best, yeah, like Wrath out of it right now, and I see your hand and next turn I play a Meddling Mage and I name the next thing that you needed to play. And spirits and merfolk, neither of them has access. They have tools that are a little bit like that. They have like mausoleum wanderer, but it's like that's that's such a pale comparison. Because it's literally de- cause pale because it's, it's a ghost. <laughs> so that's why, like, right? If you if you're playing spirits because you love it, I get it. But if what you want to do is win, be winning with a strategy <laughs> like that, what you should be doing is playing humans. Like that's just I'm sorry. I'm here to deliver some cold hard freaking truths right now. And that's one of them. This has just been sponsored by Meddling Mage. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, do you have any more modern you want to talk about? Or uh do you want to talk about standard? Let's talk about standard. Let's talk about standard, baby. baby. Let's yeah. talk about creatures and things. <laughs> That was bad. So the deck in the hands of Gregory Orange, which uh, helped win the Pro Tour, was blue-white control and That's standard. Right. His his main deck, no ways to win. No ways to win, because why would you need that? No. Um, 
Uh, if you are Greg a con- Orange, famed dirtler. Yeah. If you're a control player, I would highly suggest you go back and watch Greg Orange play these matches because it is a lesson in how to play control. He looked like he never, even for a second, was worried, like broke no. a sweat. He's just like very cool, cool, calm, and collected, dealing with everything that his opponents did. And you know what? If I, I want to know if I was sitting in that seat and I had the same draws and I'm playing against the same opponent, would I have won those games? I don't know if I would have. Yeah. So anyway, very cool stuff to watch him play that deck there. It was just yeah. like, just that feeling. I, I could feel the helplessness coming off of his opponents because <laughs> I have been in that seat so many times. There's feeling nothing ra- I can do. Helplessness, helplessness radiating, radiating. Off of people. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah. there was a but that was the deck that um, the winning team had. Yeah. But there's a new like kind of cool deck that people were playing, which was called Turbo Fog. That's right, because it is in fact playing Haze of Pollen yeah. and Root Snare. Uh, and then it's using, you know, it's using Nexus of Fate to take a bunch of turns. I mean, this sounds like a deck you want to play, Megan. It does. It really does. Yeah. I won't lie. I'd want to. I think this is up your alley. Yeah. Um, Efro, Eric Froelich thinks that the deck is very good. Yeah. He's, he thinks, he says it's just so, so much better than the field. Oh, interesting. Like it's so okay. good against the field. So there's a little bit of controversy about this deck because the card Nexus of Fate is actually hard to get. Do you know what? But I'm calling BS. Oh! Why? Because if you think about it, so people are like, oh, it's only a buy a box promo, right? Yes. So you only get one if you buy a box. But that means if you think about it, there is a Nexus of Fate essentially, quote unquote, in each box. Do you know how many Nicol Bolas are in each box? How many? Less than one. Half a nickel bolus. Yeah, there's like right because not every like not every box that you buy is going to have every mythic in it. Sure. Same if you think like at this point like Karn and Teferi are a different story because Dominaria had its whole set run, right? Yeah. So there were tons of packs and tons of boxes open. But if you think about the history of like uh, when Benalia. Dominaria, yeah, the history of Benalia, when Dominaria was happening, when it was the format that was that was live at the moment, there was less than one Teferi per box. And Teferi, like, a very key standard player. But Teferi was able to be cracked in packs. That's true. But if you think about it, those packs are coming from a box. Yeah, but not like a box with a buy box promo. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. They're very expensive right now. Yeah, but I mean, like, Karn was also very expensive. True. So... Online, they've tried to remedy this problem. Yeah. By saying they're putting more of them into treasure chests at a, yeah. I think at a common level. Yeah. So they're trying to fix it that way. In real life, I don't know what they're going to do. I, maybe not, enough people won't even want to play this deck. Yeah. I don't know. And also, you have to look at like, what is the lifespan of the deck going to be? Like, yeah, is it going to survive into guilds? Maybe at that point there's a problem. But I guess it makes me frustrated when people are like, oh, there's so few Nexus of Fate. Or like, you can't just crack a pack and get one. I get that. Being frustrated that you can't go buy a box and try and crack a pack and get it. Or you can't buy like five packs and try and crack it. But also one, that's a bad way to get your hands on cards <laughs> that you really need. If you're trying to open like one card, right? Um, and people who are just like, oh, there's not enough of them. And it's like, there's one per box that's more than Mythic's. That's more than most comments. Remains to be seen what what shall happen with it. Yeah. Um, I personally would never want to touch this deck with a 10-foot pole. So. Yeah, <laughs> also, I don't know. Sorry. I'm just like still on this because at the, at the end of the day, what Wizards is trying to do is like make it 
better for local game stores, right? Like, yes, that, local was the, game that was the point. Local game stores need to sell boxes, like, in order to keep existing. Like, they can run events, but, like, boxes are one of the best ways for them to be able to make money. So it's like, get out there and support your freaking LGS, right? Like, buy, now maybe next time you'll buy a box from them. And at the end of the day, is that a bad thing? No, you're supporting your local business. You're supporting the place that allows you to go and play Magic and allows you to go and play events with people. I do think it is potentially so. a little bit dangerous to do it this way, which I completely understand. But um, what if it was just like a good, a good rare or a good mythic from yeah. the set as the promo? Um, so you're guaranteed to get one. Like yeah, if Dominaria was like Teferi. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, there's there's um, a bunch of stuff flying around about this right now um, and what different solutions there could be and how to address this in the future with because they they did there's been so, several buy a box promos that have just been You're like not good not good and that yeah. doesn't do anybody any favors so <laughs> anyway but yes the point of this deck <laughs> is yeah. to take a lot of turns and never take any damage yeah and eventually win I love it the it's end. great it's beautiful <laughs> it's perfect and you know what other deck was had a pretty good showing hmm. uh, which you love which is Etherflux Reservoir combo. Yeah. Paulo Vito Damodorosa is playing this deck. Yeah. And if that's not an uh, endorsement, I don't know what is. Yeah. Pretty solid. Um, I, yeah. Reservoir com- combo. Great tool in Psy, Master Thopterist. Oh, yeah. Um, Psy really pushed this over the edge for sure. Yeah. Uh, we also saw Psy in the sideboard of... The uh, sideboard. Yeah, the sideboard of KCI. <laughs> yes, we did. Which was pretty great. I very much appreciated that. I think, yeah, because giving this deck a second way to win, another way to draw cards, and just, like, blockers. Yeah, honestly, sometimes it's just, like, I'm going to play, like, four artifacts, and now I also have four Thopters to block your attack. It's pretty good. This deck I'm very excited about. Which one do you want to play more? This or Fog? Ooh, equal. Equal amounts. Equal amounts. I love them both. Red Black, turns out, is still a deck people are playing. So much Red Black. More so than much. just plain old red as well. Yeah. It's worth pointing out. Still a deck. I, and Mono Green Stompy was the second biggest uh, deck of the field right after yeah. Red Black Aggro, which not, not a real surprise. People playing their Galtas. Galta, hello. You're yeah. still good. You're a 12 12 with tramps. Yep. And Nicol Bolas was there too. I trample. <laughs> Note to self don't shorten the word trample. Okay, great. Nicol Bolas was there. Yeah. In Bolus Red. Bolus Red. Bolus Red. And also there was some Grixis mid-range. Yes. That we saw Bolus in. With Bolus. The Bolus yeah. buddy. Flying around as a 4-4. Yep. I played this deck a little bit online. How um, do you feel about it? <laughs> Terrible, no. okay. of course. All right. Because it's go. just not my style. But yeah. like, you know, uh, uh, there's a lot of big beefy dragons in this deck mm-hmm. that you want to catch. It's even... It's even playing Demanding Dragon, which is a 5-5 five, five for 5. And um, a lot of times it just felt really clunky. Uh, that so makes sense. There you go. That was yeah. That's how I felt playing it, but whatever. I believe that. If, it's, if you like dragons, get your, get your paws on this, your dragony yeah. claws, because you'll be able to cast a lot of them. <laughs> and that's the three formats that were at the Pro Tour. What that's other right. stories did you find behind the scenes? Mm. Anything cute? Let's see. There were some. There was like a cute story. I you can go on the on the Magic Pro Tour Twitter and see. I did a little video with a team that like 
formed, uh, they're from three different countries, and they all formed because they were all qualified. Like, two of them were, I want to say, like, silver or something like that. Yeah. And the other one um, was a top finisher at PT Dominaria. And they just, like, didn't have a team. And Christian Calcano was like, hey, this is a place for, like, people to post if they need teams for the pro tour. Yes. And so the three of them got together, and they literally never met before they got oh. into the hall on Thursday. I love it. Isn't oh, that so cute? Oh, that's... Like, on Thursday. Wow, on registration day. Yeah. Hello. Right? <laughs> Isn't that so great? I thought that one was super cute. I think that is cute. And the, yeah. the players overall, I think, loved the fact that this is a team pro tour. Yeah. I I loved it. Yeah, it was um, great. I love that element. Teams are fantastic. All of our picks for top finishers. We we felt a little flat. Hard. We fell a little flat. Let's put it that well, way. We really did. We should address sock bet. Um, if you yeah. if you didn't watch our pro tour bingo episode with uh, BDM, that's when we when we made our yeah. our choices. Not on the yeah. episode. And I I chose the team. Who did I choose? You chose Paolo's team. I chose Paolo's team, which is Paolo Sigris and Luis Scott Vargas, which is yeah. not a bad team at all. No, no, that's a very good team. They finished X5. That's a team of two current Hall of Famers and yes. a future Hall of Famer. Yeah. And this is how it went. They started 03, but they mm-hmm. rallied back to only five losses on the tournament. Yeah. So. I mean, that's an impressive rally. It is. It really is. <laughs> when they started 03, we were... Oh, it was just like, oh boy, what have I done? Yeah. So how did your team, You who did you also choose? Also not great. Oh yeah, you chose, I, your team. I chose Shoda. Yeah. Um, Yuya, and I forget who their third team member was. Uh, but it wasn't good, the finish? No, their finish was also not good. Oh, and BDM chose the Peach Garden Oath. Their finish was also, also not great. Also not great. So we, we just really missed the boat on this one. Yeah, we really did. <sighs> oh, well. well. You know. Well, you know. In retrospect, I can't believe none of... I mean, maybe if we had known how those CFB teams were going to break down. Because I can't imagine none of us yeah, choosing... Yeah, that's true. Like, Josh Utterlight and Ben Stark, Martin Yuza. Yeah. That team is just the on paper is, bonkers. Whenever we start to think of, like, like what, who should we choose? We don't, like, have a document of all that's the true. teams we in front of us. Have, a, have it written down. And then somebody would have been like, wait a second, what about this, this team? This team is nuts! <laughs> Well, we'll have a chance to do another sock bet for Worlds coming up. Yeah. It'll be a pure sock bet. Yes. <laughs> which is because that was the, the first sock bet that it ever happened. It was the first was sock last bet. Worlds. Which Marshall just took down. Yeah. So we're definitely have to play against Marshall again because yeah. he and he needs to. <laughs> Reigning World Championship sock bet king. <laughs> Marshall Sutcliffe. Marshall Sutcliffe. I want him, whatever choice, I want him to just like slam it. Yeah. Windmill slam his choice every time. Yeah. I mean, it's Huey, so it's like, you know, that was kind of a little personal for him. But, like, I want him to still, yeah. every single time he makes a sock bet, like to have it. that kind of uh, certainty that that yeah. player is going to win. All right. Anyway, yeah, that was the Pro Tour. Yep. <laughs> hey, pause. Boop. Play okay. with Ultra Pro. <laughs> oh, God. That was great. That was that was great. Look, if that doesn't convince you to use Ultra Pro products, I don't know what will. Except for the fact that they have amazing sleeves, equipped yeah. sleeves that shuffle so nice. They have gorgeous playmat arts. They have amazing dice that roll like a dream. And they're from space. That's right. 
you know, just just get out there and do it. And bags. I, I, went, bag I, I went off. changed off. Maria's changed my life. life. Somebody tweeted at me like, please tell me about the bag that changed your life. <laughs> and I sent them a link to it because it's so good. Yes. It's so good. And you can only find it um, from Ultra Pro. Seriously. So if any of these things are things that you want to happen in your existence, check out Ultra Pro. Ultra Pro. <laughs> Time for Flavor Text Theater Pick Lick or Flick. That's right. Here we go. M19 edition. Uh, we're going to cho- choose cards to pick, lick, or flick. You know, just your general. By the way, like somebody tweeted a picture at us of a flick it or lick it or ticket, like which is a click it or ticket sign, but they changed it to lick it <laughs> or ticket. I thought that was great. That's pretty good. Thank you for that, by the way. And we'll let you know what All we've right. been picking in Here these packs. All right. We've got Bone to Ash. Ooh, the counter spell. Draw a card. Abnormal Endurance. Better than we thought it would wow. be. Root Snare. Wow. What? What a start. This is crazy. What a start okay. this is. So I'm going to definitely pick Abnormal. Oh, my gosh. Is this really who I am? Abnormal. No, I should probably pick. Nah, gosh. What kind of player am I? Abnormal Endurance I'm going to pick. I'm going to lick Bone to Ash. Gross. And wow. I'm going to flick Root Snare because I'm never playing that. It's a fog. Yeah, that's true. Okay, but look at the art on this. Look what you chose to lick. Yeah, that's really gross. I'm going to lick Bone Ash. Yeah, I'm going to pick Abnormal Endurance also. But I'm going to lick Root Snare because I'm going to lick a tree, Maria, not a disintegrating skeleton. Mmm, the taste of old bones. (laughs) Bone to Ash. I'm so surprised you didn't pick Bone to Ash. This is Counter Target Spell and Draw Card. I know. Counter Target Creature Spell, though. It's four mana. They can always see it coming. <laughs> That's All right, true. we've got Salvager of Secrets. Ooh. Nice. Infectious Horror. I've never seen this card play. Angel of the Dawn. Wow. This is a tough one. This really is. This comes down to, like, what deck are you playing? That's very true, because Angel and Salvager are great. Yeah, they're both very good in their respective decks. I'm going to pick Angel of the Dawn, obviously. Lick Salvager of Secrets, which is a fish, so that's weird. And I'm yeah. going to flick Infectious Horse because it's disgusting and also a bad card. Okay, <laughs> I'll swap it on you. I'll pick Salvager of Secrets. I'll yeah. go with the other deck. You, uh, I'll lick Angel of Dawn. <coughs> I'm sure they'll be fine with it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Infectious Horror, get, get out. out. Get out. Yeah, Salvager can go in some really awesome decks, and Angel of Dawn can just be a blow. We've got Vyashino Pyromancer. Okay, the little two-drop. Dark Dweller Oracle are rare. Speaking of two-drops. An Oaken Form. Wow! Oh, cute little wolf ring. So, Dark, Dark Dweller Oracle, Paolo loves this card, by the yeah. way, in M19. Sacrifice a creature for one, exile the top card, be live. You can play that card this turns to two, two for two. I love it. I think it's pretty cool and it's very, very good in Sacrifice deck, Red Black, which, yeah. you know, act of treason and then destroy your creature. Um, I will pick Dark Dweller Oracle. Yeah. I'm going to lick the little Oak Wolf. I'm also licking Oaken Form. Flick by Ashina Pyromancer. The best flick that we've had so far, though. Like, oh, this for is sure. A, this is a, That's a reasonable a card. card. It's a fine yeah. card. Oaken um, Form. I can't believe I didn't pick it, but you know what? We had the rare. Uh, Gargoyle Sentinel. Okay. Walking Corpse. Yep. Daybreak Chaplain. Wow. wow. All right. I'm going to pick the Sentinel. I'll lick the Chaplain. And I'm flicking that corpse. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. 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 All right. Last, we've got Maria. Oh! Seder Enchanter. Get in. Look at your friend. Cinder Baron. <laughs> 
Goblin motivator. Oh, yeah. Sater Enchanter, get in. That's Go- just your kind of card. Right here. That's him. Sater Enchanter says uh, whenever you cast an enchantment spell, draw a card. Look at you. I love Look it. Look at you, Goblin. I love it. Goblin right. motivator, though, definitely great in the right deck. Yeah. So I'll I'll reverse it since you can have Sater Enchanter because that's your style. Okay. I'll pick Goblin motivator. Lick the Enchanter. Flick Cinder Barons. Agree. Agree. All right. And that's what we've got for you this week on <laughs> Well, everybody, that's this episode of Magic the Amateuring. Thanks so much for hanging out. Big thanks to all of our patrons on patreon.com slash mtacast. Card Kingdom, of course, for being a sponsor. And Ultra Pro for being a sponsor as well. That's right. If you enjoyed this episode, consider becoming a patron. I agree. If you hated this episode. Consider becoming a patron. Consider becoming a patron. And then give the episode link to all of your enemies. That's right. You know, so it works both ways. Aren't you tricky? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Anyway, yeah. Great times are ahead by all. It, by the way, you get a link to our Discord. You get into our Discord, right. which is a great place to it be. It really is. Just saying. What a so, delight. Um, uh, yeah, that's one of the perks we offer. Uh, by the way, if you haven't signed up for a newsletter yet, please uh, go do that. Head to goodluckhigh5.com. There's a link there. It'll get you signed up. And Yes, you get to see all sorts of fun photos. You get to hear stories from Maria's time in the booth. Uh, we have special playlists we and have a recipes. guest article this past yeah, That's right. Which was really cool. Oh, you got to be part of a competition, your own part of, uh, your own version of hashtag sock bet. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And by the way, be just a little careful. It might end up in your uh, spam folder. Mine did. So, no. so double check and put it on the safe senders list that's if you right. didn't get the last one and you signed up. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think about if to say anything else. No. You got a muffin to eat. Aren't you tricky? <laughs> <laughs>